Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. Thank you so much to Jim Nagy. Always enjoy talking Senior Bowl guys with him, but we're moving over to the mailbag. Doubleheader mailbag day over on Twitter. Make sure you're following along. Bengals underscore Sands. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. Mike, we're going to go ahead and get to them right now. We actually have quite a few, and honestly, they're all over the place. So we're going to go ahead and get to UK Cincinnati fan. Would a fullback help reduce the pass protection concerns we have with Mixon and Brown in the backfield? Cool question. Um, so they're not going to get a real fullback. I think that is just where we where we are. They're, we've seen Zach Taylor. Loves 11 personnel. And if he does anything else, it's 12 personnel. And they're going to use tight end sometimes like a fullback. One thing I find interesting about this, it, it's a little bit – I love the idea. They're also mm-hmm. so shotgun-based that you know fullback is not – always useful in that scenario, but you still get to fullback type runs by moving your tight end off of the ball. So you can still run ISO. They run ISO. You might not think of it like the old school straight ahead ISO play, but the tight end wraps around and he leads to the linebacker running back, follows him gap blocking up front to try to split the C. Uh, so they run ISO. They uh, also will get to split zone. They'll get to, counter uh some power all these different things that you think of with eye formation uh jim trestle ohio state type stuff but they do it with a tight end rather than with a fullback and the tight ends just basically playing h back fullback whatever he's your guy that's going to go wherever he can go left or right he can go straight through the middle but you asked about the pass protection uk Cincinnati fan if that is your real name mm-hmm. <laughs> uh Great question, because they've gotten to this a little bit more in 2021 than 2022. And that's when it first happened. And I think teams made some adjustments and that's just how everything goes. And they might go back to it. But the Ravens with Wink Martindale love to blitz. And how did they torch that blitz? They moved CJ Uzama next to the quarterback with Samaj P. Ryan on the other side to a split gun look, a two-back gun set. No threat of a run play. They're not really running anything here. And they just had both of them pick up blitzers because the way Wink wanted to attack was to overload a side. And if you're tight end, even if he's off the ball, he really can't get over there. We saw that's how Brock Purdy got hurt. They trusted the tight end. I believe it was uh, Bengals legend. Um, I can't think of his oh, name. Croft. Tyler Croft. Thank you. Yeah, he couldn't get over there in time. So how do you? kill that concern you move the tight end back and next to the quarterback further over so now you can't really overload a side because they're gonna be able to pick that up Uh, they can move left or they can move right they're both smart they're both uh, able to scan things and i think irv smith actually kind of fullback sized a little bit in terms of height because he's what six two uh you know (laughs) he's more like lorenzo neal's height than he is uh 
Legend. Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> Bengals legend. Naming them all. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you don't get to the traditional fullback that you might think of. But if your tight end is pretty good in pass protection, can pick up blitzes. Even if he's not great in pass protection, like CJ Uzama, you, I don't think you would confuse him for a George Kittle. But he was solid and actually, I would say, pretty good at that role. And Samaje Pirine was one of the best pass-protecting running backs in the league. Now, the running back part of it, no idea. And you probably need to keep a running back for the most part um, in this formation. I mean, I guess you could go two tight ends, no running back. But your tight end is now no longer really a passing threat, but he works to do a better job in pass protection. That's all a counter. Oh, man, this is a long answer, but I love the question. So uh, long answer. (laughs) But that's a counter mostly to blitzes because you don't want to waste guys in the backfield in the modern NFL when teams aren't going to blitz you. Now, maybe you just want to deter a team from blitzing. That's also an answer is if you get in that formation, they may just auto check, like call it off. Like this is going to get picked up. Then we're going to get picked off. Uh, Not the quarterback. The defense is going to get torn apart trying to play single coverage with the blitz picked up against T Higgins, Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd. That is the one thing I would say about the Bengals is do you need five in the pattern? <laughs> you know, you've got three guys that are all pretty dominant, uh, but love the question. It's usually an answer to blitzes. I don't know if it's an answer to like what certain teams have tried to do to the Bengals and what teams may try to do in the future to the Bengals. Thinking of creepers, four man pressures where they drop a defensive lineman, out into the uh, zone coverage and they rush like a nickel corner or a safety instead and try to bring it that way. Usually you just need one running back for that pickup. You don't need the uh, fullback tight end as well, but it is an answer that I think they have in their tool belt. And I, I'm not going to be surprised if Irv Smith or Drew Sample, Drew Sample might be the choice uh, lines up in the backfield to help pass protect against, uh, I don't know, they don't play the Giants this year, but Brian Flores is in Minnesota. What does Brian Flores love to do? He loves sending pressure. So if you see it against the Vikings late in the year, I said it in June that it may happen. Thursday night football game. It's going to get moved to Thursday night football. <laughs> yeah, the flex. The Minnesota Vikings on primetime. Uh, the the T in TBD stands for Thursday. <laughs> Be determined. UK Cincinnati was a two-parter, and we are – Thomas, we're going to get to other things. But this you know is what? UK Cincinnati segment. <laughs> but you know what? Fullbacks are people too. Uh, I'm a big fan of fullbacks because of Tim Riggins on Friday Night Lights was one of the OGs, really good. And Lorenzo O'Neal, he is a legend uh, in Bengal stripes. But we will move on. If you could take one fullback from another NFL team right now, and honestly, if you want to go past, you can do that too. Who would you take? Uh, that one to me is kind of easy because there's one clear great fullback in the league right now in Kyle Juszczyk like Mm -hmm. he's a guy that you can line up outside and have him run routes too so he's a modern fullback he's not just love CJ Ham the Hamburglar but that guy (laughs) Vikings fans always post his like go ball highlights when he catches like one of those every (laughs) couple of years but uh you're probably not really gonna plan to throw him the ball very often Uh, but Kyle Juszczyk you could so that would be the easy choice. Although, man, Lorenzo Neal was awesome. Brought him up already, but that would be uh, the main guy to come back. 
I agree with that. We're going to go to Ben Paris because Paul Daner Jr., I was listening to him talk about, oh, yeah, our producer, Nick, I'm going to get to his his uh, comment right now. He is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, so I can't believe we didn't bring up one of the Watt brothers. The third yeah, Watt I mean, brother. It's the third Watt brother, right? Yeah, that is the third Watt brother. But is is he fighting Connor Hayward for the fullback spot right now? Which <laughs> which nepotism fullback wins? <laughs> I mean, we, we talk about everything on this podcast. And um, if you want any fullback or if you have any fullback questions, make sure you, you send them in over on Twitter next Thursday for the double mailbag. We'll move to Ben Paris. He says, I got to know what everyone's idea of Irv Smith potential will be. I'm high on him because he's athletic. He can catch and also Joey B will throw him the ball. But what about the experts? The experts and Mike, what do you think about Irv Smith? I like Irv Smith. I wrote a whole article about him. Uh, I think he's very athletic. He's often been injured, which I think has been the real concern. He's actually has, he's got good hands when he's open, but he's not a good contested catch guy, which is very not tight end like and very not Hayden Hurst like because Hayden Hurst was good at those. He's better after the catch than Hayden Hurst, but Hayden Hurst was more of the jump ball, throw it up, seam ball runner type stuff. I think you could test defenses deep better with Irv Smith. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm high, but uh, I don't know how high I am. Like, I I don't expect like an 800 yard, 10 touchdown season from him. I expect him to definitely keep the passing game functional. I expect him to play pretty well. I expect him probably to play himself into a pretty good contract next year is basically my thought. And it's probably not with the Bengals. He's a little bit small, but he's he's a great blocker in space. It's so much like he's good at this and not so great at this. And it's almost like he's really good at things that, you know, tight ends aren't always typically good at. And then the traditional tight end things is like, yeah, he's, he's not the best at that. So yards after catch being a really good athlete, much better athlete than he tested. I know some people posted the RAS score. It's like, guys, he does not move like a 40 percentile athlete. We can, we could throw away RAS scores at least like what, two years into a guy's NFL career. We've got NFL tape now. We don't need to use that. Um, but blocking defensive linemen, not great at it. And But he can do great job. Linebackers, corners, safeties. Uh, and then making contested catches, not great. But he can stretch a defense and he can run some – he's got some good uh, smooth – Swerving Irvin underneath type stuff. So I like him a lot. I think he's really interesting. And I'm wondering what the usage will be because Hayden Hurst wasn't the best at blocking defensive linemen either. And they just kept asking him to do it. And he, he wasn't succeeding. The tight end blocking in the run game for the Bengals last year was not great. So can Irv be an improvement there? I actually think it's possible, even though I mentioned he's not the best at defensive lineman blocking. He has some natural leverage because he's a little bit shorter. So he has that going for him. Uh, but yeah, I like Irv. I, I, I think I'm a little bit higher on him than some people are. At least some people I see. Where are you on Irv? I will say this. Uh, I was listening to Paul Daner Jr. and Jay Morrison's podcast, and they were talking about the OTA can or OTA day from this past Tuesday. And one of the things that he brought up was he was really impressed with Irv, Irv Smith Jr. Uh, with, with the connection with Joe Burrow. And he said one of them, Joe, was a little off on her, which is a little surprising. But, hey, these guys, it's their first time really over the last month or two working together. So, um, you know, getting that experience over their offseason program has been 
really nice for the two, but just Paul, he had some really good things to say about Irv Smith Jr. And I think if he can stay healthy, um, you're right. He's going to get himself a contract and Joe Burrow knows how to get these tight ends paid. So that'd be really cool to see. And I agree. I doubt it'll be in Cincinnati. We are going to move on to Mike Freakin. He says, after the first half of the season, they seem to figure out how to lessen the amounts of Joe's batted balls at the line, right? Or am I crazy? <laughs> well, there was the TJ Watt yes. interception. I think batted balls are a lot of luck. <laughs> like, really, that's some of what it comes down to. But I do think they didn't keep the passing game so short. And this is why I don't know if there's a question about this because I haven't looked too carefully. This is why I don't I don't think the RPO thing is going to be ginormous for the Bengals next year. I don't think that's where it's going. Um, because those batted balls early on were terrible for them and i mean what's a way to stop an rpo is batting the ball these are usually short throws so uh you're not working down the field too often in the nfl rpo system college sure those guys are running eight yards the offensive line's eight yards downfield then the quarterback decides to throw it the nfl they won't let you get away with it you could try i mean no harm well five yard penalty but <laughs> no real harm uh but yeah, I, I don't think it's a huge RPO thing going forward. I think they are going to continue to work. I think with the better offensive line, hopefully, the they can work the intermediate middle of the field, intermediate outside of the field better. And you're not going to get those batted as often because the trajectory is higher. The short stuff is that stuff that gets batted. So when you're quick, when you're playing a lot of quick game because you're an empty and you can't trust your offensive line, those balls get batted. Defensive linemen get their hands up when you're not playing quick game all the time, they're going to want to, what's a defensive lineman really want to do? They want to sack the quarterback. They want to hit the quarterback. They don't want to stand there and bat the ball down other than TJ Watt, I guess. Scarred. Uh, but I also think some of the batted balls ended up in much worse spots early in the year than they did in, in the second half. And that's also luck. So a lot of this is just variance to me. Like I, I don't have the data. Data? I don't know. <laughs> But uh, I don't have that, so I, I'm not 100% sure. But I think that we remember a lot of those early batted balls because they turned into interceptions and uh, things like that. I think they were probably happening a little bit more often as the team moved more to having a true run game from shotgun and having a real down-the-field threat going on, even though teams were playing too high. I remember these were huge issues early on in the year. So then they switched things up and that caused less batted balls. They still got batted from time to time. It's just they weren't all turning into interceptions like it felt like early in the year. I feel like week two, I don't remember if there was a batted ball for an interception or not. Maybe it was week somewhere in the first four weeks, there was a batted ball for an interception. And I'm an, and I just remember going, we can't catch a break. Like anytime a ball is batted, it's going for an interception. The one, I mean, it, it scars me, but it's crazy because it really felt like that was the game that turned things around when they played the Steelers the second time. It was that batted ball with TJY. It, it just, it, yeah, you're well, right. It felt batted? Yeah, I mean, batted? It, was, it was great. It was, it was great by TJY. I mean, he did a great job Stupid. getting it. But that was the one where, I mean, I felt like this season, I'm like, okay, they're for real. Like, they're coming back this season. They're they're doing their thing. But then that happened, and I was like, what? That was so strange. Uh, but, yeah, TJ Watt, I mean, I, he if you could pick, and, and I'm going to get to, you know, more of your Twitter questions as we move on to our next segment. But if, if I could pick one player from the AFC North teams, if I could get TJ Watt over on the Cincinnati Bengals, 
sign me up. Ooh. I mean, TJ Watt versus Miles Garrett would just be like, uh, yes, send either. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. We'll go ahead and get them. Get, get them over. I mean, you can join us. There's there's too many Watts on their team already. Come over and join the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> uh, but we'll go ahead and get to more of your questions next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.